0: Welcome to Bucket of Chum, the shark movie podcast. everybody and welcome back to another episode of Bucket of Chum, the Shark Movie Podcast. I am your host, Steve Coates, and this week I am talking about Ghost Shark from 2013, directed by Griff First. This movie was so much fucking fun, definitely redeemed last week's movie of 0 Shark Attack. That movie was just god-awful, in case you didn't listen to the episode. <laughs> but this movie was so much better, I had an absolute blast with it. I'm just going to dive right into this thing because it is just so much fun. So let's get into this. The movie opens up route in like the middle of the ocean or somewhere out on the water. There's just like a shark chilling out by a boat. Like it's just not moving. It's just kind of sitting in the water. That's cool. (laughs) So on this boat, there's three rednecks fishing for a fishing competition. One guy's the captain. There's a guy and a girl. There seem to be father and daughter from what I can gather. Uh, This guy has a fish on his line and he asks the girl who I'm assuming again is his daughter to help him reel it in. As he's reeling it in, the shark bites the fish in half. The fish's head flies through the air and it goes into the boat. The shark eats the rest. And like this fisherman dude is pissed because I guess we learned that they're in some sort of competition And the guy says, oh, you just cost me $30,000. He's like, that fish just ate a fish. (laughs) Like I said, they're fucking rednecks. The captain of the boat turns around. It's like, ah, sorry, folks. Guess you're gonna have to wait until next year to get one of these and waves his hat at them. I'm pretty sure they're going to be more pissed about losing $30,000 than they are, you know, about not getting a hat. But that's just me. The fishing guy grabs a gun and he starts shooting at the shark. The captain of the boat flips out. He says no guns on his boat. The fisherman knocks him out. The guy tells the girl that they have a great white to kill. So far, the footage of the great white has actually been, like, either practical or stock footage, but I'm guessing probably practical. So, so far, you know, that, as far as that goes, it's pretty fucking cool. Um, the shark comes towards the boat and rams it. Then, <laughs> the fisherman dude says, ''We need to give this shark $30,000 worth of pain.'' Okay. <laughs> the, the daughter or the girl grabs a crossbow. They switch weapons. And then he tells her to go and grab his hot sauce. So she goes to the cooler, grabs some hot sauce. The fisherman shoots the shark in the eye with the crossbow and then pours hot sauce all over the shark and says, yeah, you like that. Does that hurt? You cost me $30,000. And then this girl goes to the tackle box and grabs a fucking grenade because they're rednecks. Of course they have a grenade in their tackle box. She says, smile, you son of a bitch and lobs the grenade to the shark's mouth. You a la fucking Jaws, there's our Jaws reference, there's an explosion the captain has regained consciousness at this point and he is pissed, he asks like what the hell they're doing, that this isn't fishing, it's barbaric and they should be arrested, and then the girl says, you killed him good, pop he says it was almost worth losing the money We see this shark swimming into a cave, and it's, like, bleeding underwater, and then it just starts to sink. And then a bunch of the symbols on the cave walls, like, just start lighting up. The captain sees this light coming from the cave. He doesn't really think much of it, which which makes sense, because how the fuck is he supposed to know what's going on in there? The daughter starts filming herself and talking about the great white shark and how it tried to kill her and her daddy. And then the fucking ghost shark flies at her, knocks her off the boat... Her dad grabs her feet while the ghost shark just, like, fucking eats her. The dad falls in the water. The ghost shark grabs him and pulls him underwater. The captain looks around, like, in total shock. He looks around in his live bait well and he sees some light... And then we cut to the camera footage and we see like blood splash out on the boat and then the shark swims away and then we get our opening credits. So like right off the bat, like this movie just doesn't waste any time, goes right into it. I like, I appreciate that, that they just dive right into this thing. We get like a little bit of an explanation as to why there's a ghost shark. It doesn't need to be anything amazing. We just, you know, at least there's something, there's a story here. Now we're at a beach with a group of friends. They're unloading two jet skis and some beach gear. There's three guys, Cameron, Blaze, and Mick, and three girls, Taylor, Ava, and Cicely. The blonde girl, Taylor, is putting her makeup on using the side mirror. She's in a bikini along with the other two girls. And then Ava says to Taylor that no one's going to be checking out her eyes. That She's not wrong. She's in a bikini. No one's going to be looking at her eyes. She's got a good point. <laughs> Taylor says, well, honey, I told you it's all about the total package. You're never going to get anywhere with that brood mood and swimsuit. Where'd you get that thing anyway? Your grandmother's closet. So right off the bat, like she's just kind of a bitch and, you know, typical blonde beach girl. I mean, how many times have we seen this character in other movies, right? So they banter for a bit and they cut back and forth to some old guy in a lighthouse just kind of watching over the beach. He starts coming down the lighthouse, down a spiral staircase, and then he goes into like a basement or something, and he's living here. He goes up to a picture, and he says, I got something for you, then puts down a coin. Um, it's like a shrine or something that he has of his uh, dead wife. That we, we learn that later, but that's what this is. He pours himself a drink, like whiskey or bourbon or something. There's a slight earthquake or something, and he looks around and then turns his... TV off. I couldn't hear exactly what was happening on the TV, but the way he turned it off made me think they were divulging some info for the plot, but I I didn't get it, and they didn't really focus on it, so I don't think it was that important. I'm not even really sure what some of this stuff brought to the movie, to be honest, because it doesn't really matter, but... Other than the shrine with his wife, like that's really the only thing that comes back. But anyways, now we're back at the beach. Two of the girls, uh, Ava and Cicely, who are sisters, and Blaze are on the beach sitting down. The other two guys are on the jet ski and Taylor's laying on a yellow floating thing. But earlier when they were unloading the jet skis, like they had two of them. But then Cameron says that he's the only one allowed to drive his jet ski. So they're only driving one jet ski, but they brought two with them. I, it's a stupid plot hole, and it's very small, but it's just something I notice. and I don't know, it was just kind of dumb. So uh, One of the girls gets up and notices a boat on the water, and it's her father's boat. I think it was Ava who notices. Uh, so it's the boat from the beginning of the movie. She tries to call her dad. No one picks up. Her sister, Sicily decides to start swimming out to the boat, so Ava chases after her. Uh, they hop on board, call out for their dad. He doesn't answer, obviously. Uh, they find the video camera. They then find his hat that he showed the other two earlier just covered in blood. And then out on the water, Taylor is peacefully floating around when something knocks on a raft. She assumes it's one of the boys, like either Mick or Cameron, and tells him to stop. And then a raft is hit, like, super hard from the bottom. She goes flying up in the air and then back into the water. She's swimming around now, all pissed off. And she's, like, still blaming one of the guys. And I'm like, really? Like, who which one of those two guys was strong enough to like fucking propel you 30 feet into the air like seriously come on so cameron and mick are on the jet ski and they notice her freaking out and wonder what's happening and cameron says oh maybe he uh maybe she lost her bikini and he needs to go help her with that and so he throws mick off the back of the jet ski and then drives towards taylor He pulls up to her like oh so cool looking he's like hey you need a lift and she yells shark! He thinks she's like totally joking. She climbs up on the jet ski and she's like go and he's like well what are you gonna do about it? She just fucking pushes him off and then just drives away. Like she was not fucking around she's like fuck you. Pushes him off and now she is gone. Mick and Cameron see the shark and they start swimming away. Taylor approaches the beach on the jet ski. The shark comes out of the water and just bites her in half. So then, like, the jet ski crashes into the beach with, like, half of our body hanging on. Everybody panics, starts to get out of the fucking water. The shark's going after Mick now. Ava and Cicely put the boat between him and the shark. They start pulling him up. The shark swims, like, right past him, even though he's still, like, half in the water. And it does this from time to time where it's confusing as to why the shark's not going after certain people at certain times. I don't really know why, because there would have been perfect opportunity to kill mick at this point uh not that i have a problem with mick i'm just saying it would have been really easy to do it so i just don't know why they went about it that way uh again probably doesn't really matter so now it's later on the cops are taping off the beach there's an older couple asking about their daughter they're asking about taylor but you know she's dead Cicely and Ava say something in the water got her, and the cop is like, we don't know that yet. And it's like, uh, yeah, we do, motherfucker. There's a ton of witnesses to this shit. There were a lot of people on that beach, and then they saw it. Like, <laughs> we know what did it. So then this cop stops the group of friends, and he asks Ava what happened, because she has her head on straight. You know, he believes her friend was eaten by a shark, but he's having trouble with the description of the shark. And she's like, it was translucent. And they say it's like nothing they've ever seen before. Like, they've never seen a shark, like, translucent, obviously, but the cops still not having any of it. He doesn't really believe them. And then Ava and Cicely also say, you know, their dad is dead because the boat was empty and there was blood everywhere. And then the cop says, oh, maybe he just caught a big fish, you know, because that's happened to me before. And it's like, okay, great. You caught a big fish and there's blood on the deck, but, like, the captain's not on this boat. Like, the boat, you know, is by itself and he didn't come home last night. I. Think it's pretty safe to assume that you know he's in danger or at least dead. This cop is terrible, as most of them are in these movies. (laughs) And oh yeah, and this cop is actually like the sheriff, anyways. Yeah, so he's in charge of this. Again, a terrible sheriff. I feel like this is just a common thread in a lot of these movies. It's like almost not even worth mentioning anymore. It's like you see a sheriff in these movies, guess what? They suck. So then we see the guy from the lighthouse earlier. His name is Finch, he's behind the sheriff. And he asks, do you think ghosts are logical, Sheriff? The Sheriff turns around and said, like, who said anything about ghosts? And then Finch goes on to say that ghosts are as real as the lies that this town was built on. What, what is he talking about? We don't really know. We'll find out later. It's not even that big of a deal. But anyways, Sheriff says if he dried out every once in a while, his words might carry more meaning. Because, obviously, this guy's a fucking drunk. We saw that earlier. It's the middle of the day, and he's, like, you know, drinking whiskey, and he's supposed to be the lighthouse keeper. So, yeah. (laughs) Cameron's dad shows up to get Cameron. He's actually the mayor of the town, so he's the one we saw on the TV earlier. He asks about the shark attack and says, you know, there hasn't been a shark attack in that area for over 20 years. And that a shark scare would put like half the town on welfare. And he asks like if he's absolutely sure that it was a shark, then calls the sheriff over. He tells the sheriff to put like a thousand dollar bounty on any shark in the bay, uh, but to keep it quiet to avoid a media frenzy. So I don't know, I guess they're just going to individually tell all the fishermen to catch sharks or something. Uh, I don't know. They're going to throw some signs up to close the beach for 24 hours. And that, you know, if he's going to have a press conference like about a shark, they better have a dead one. And Ava points out, like, hiring a bunch of shark fishermen isn't going to solve anything, and he tells her to leave it with them, and then he's called away. Blaze and Cicely walk over, and Blaze offers to drive her home. She declines, so then her and her sister just walk home. At the sheriff's office, the friends are in there with the sheriff, and they're watching the footage from the camera that they found on their dad's boat. They identify that that is the shark that they saw, and Ava points out, except that the shark that they saw was see-through, but they're like, it's the same shark, just the one that we saw was see-through that's normal and believable. <laughs> the sheriff tries to explain it as like just them being in a daze, or like it was an optical illusion, or it was like some like the sun was shining too fucking bright. And Blaze said that like the video shows the shark being killed, and then the sheriff says maybe it was playing possum or something. I don't think sharks are known to do that, and I feel like he should probably know better, like living on a coastal town and whatnot. But I, who who am I to argue, right? <laughs> And then as Blaze is arguing with the sheriff, he, the sheriff turns to argue with him. Ava puts in a USB stick in the computer and saves the video. So she's effectively just stealing evidence from the sheriff at this point. <laughs> sheriff says if they don't find anything, they'll reach out to the community so Ava's dad can have the service he deserves. Um, so I'm assuming you know, he's talking about a funeral service. Ava says thanks, but the shark that they're hunting is not your average shark. Sheriff says that you know he understands she's upset, but needs to let the sheriff's department deal with this. Cameron says that maybe the sheriff is right, and it was just a reflection of the sun. Like, I can't even begin to fathom how that would make any fucking sense. It, oh, really? We saw the sun reflecting weird, and it killed everybody? No. That's... No. Just... No. Then <laughs> this isn't the first dumb... I, actually, this is probably one of the first like, dumb things that Cameron says. He says something dumb later on, too. So, yeah. <laughs> The friends leave the sheriff's office and they go into the hall. Cameron starts talking about some pool party he's having and the people are going to start showing up at any minute. But he has, like, so many people showing up, he says, like, the only way that this party is getting shut down is with a SWAT team. And later on we see this party. It's not very big. You literally could have just turned people around at the door and been like, no. Like, that would have solved the whole fucking problem right there. And then Cameron suggests turning the party into a memorial. And Ava asks, like, if he's seriously talking about a party. Like, her dad just died. One of their friends just died. And he's like, yeah, let's turn this party into a memorial thing. Every time I see this happen in horror movies, it never turns out well. So, stop doing it. (laughs) And then again, Blaze offers to take Ava and Cicely for some food. She declines and they head home. Obviously, he's got the hots for her. I think they even talked about it on the beach earlier. It doesn't really matter. So Ava and Cicely, as they're heading for home, they drive by Mr. Finch, the lighthouse owner, and Ava slows down and asks if he has time to talk. And then he asks, like, oh, did the sheriff send you over to spy on him? And she's like, why would the sheriff send me to spy on you? What are you talking about? And she wants to talk to him because yesterday he seemed to know what he was talking about when it came to ghosts and seemed to actually believe them uh, about the ghost shark. So she wants more information. And he's like, no, leave me alone. And Ava says, hmm, he's hiding something. Like, duh, you think? At Cameron's house, there's a party happening. Lots of bikini babes, buff dudes, pool. It's a pool party, all right? Cameron is telling some girls about the attack and he's like totally embellishing the details. He says he was, had his diving knife and he started stabbing the shark and like he killed it. He's like obviously trying to impress the girls and get laid. <laughs> then we go to some people uh, playing beer pong. One of the beer pong balls gets away. Some guy stops it with his foot on the ground. He picks it up. He lights it on fire, lights his cigarette with it, and then tosses it in the pool. Like number one, Asshole. Number two, have fun breathing in burnt plastic from your shitty flaming pong ball, you fucking moron. <laughs> like, I, I just don't know, like, what the point of that was. It was so stupid. We see Blaze, and he has his feet dangling in the pool. He's looking down at his, like, phone, and his hands are all shaky. And then we see the ghost shark swim under his feet. Somehow nobody else sees this. Mick comes up from behind him and, like, pushes him into the pool. They both go in. Blaze is pissed because he was still holding his phone. And it's just funny that, like, he seemed more concerned about his phone getting wet than he did about, you know, the fucking shark in the pool. I mean, get your fucking priorities straight here, buddy. Come on. Back at Ava's house, she's sitting on her bed watching the camera footage, going over it. The doorbell rings. Ava goes down to grab it. She opens the door and it's Blaze. He says the party was stupid. It was dumb to try and have fun duh she says she's glad he came and he has something she has something to show him so they go to her room they're looking at the footage he asks how she got it she's like well you know i just stole it from the sheriff's computer yay she pauses the video and shows him the shark and goes for him saying see here it's not a solid figure he agrees but like he's not the one that she needs to convince obviously like she needs to convince the police of this like blaze is already on their side Back at Cameron's party, Mick and Cameron uh, each have a girl on their shoulders, and they're, like, doing a chicken fight with them, right? So then, like, people start spraying champagne around, and then a couple of guys start fighting. One of them is the ping-pong douche from earlier. Cameron yells at them to leave the party. Pong douche says something as he jumps off the diving board, and as he jumps... The fucking ghost shark comes flying out of the pool, like, straight up into the air. Everybody goes fucking silent at this party. Like, they are completely dumbfounded. This dude's head comes down and then sticks on a champagne bottle. There is a brief moment of silence, and then everybody freaks the fuck out. Like, everybody starts getting the fuck out of the pool and getting out of there. Like, everybody gets out of the pool except for Mick. Cameron tries to help him out, but the shark pulls him under, and, like, now Mick is dead. That's it. Back at Ava's, she's sleeping in bed, Blaze is asleep on the floor, her phone rings, and it's Cameron telling her what happened at the party. The next morning, the police are at the pool, they fish the head out of the pool, Cameron's dad is sitting next to him by the pool, asking him again, you know, like, what happened, if they were on PCP or something. And, you know, Cameron insists, like, it was a shark, but his dad still doesn't believe him. But then his dad says, like, it's not that I don't believe you, it's just that if you keep talking like this, somebody's gonna throw you in the loony bin. So, his dad, the mayor, goes to the sheriff, and he tells him to put Cameron in an isolated, like, cell until he sobers up and starts talking, but to do it quietly so nobody else notices. And at this point, Ava and Blaze show up, and they ask Cam, you know, what the hell happened. The sheriff asks Cameron to take a ride with him. He just wants to ask him a few questions, that's all. Ava asks, like, why he isn't questioning, like, everybody else at the party that saw what happened, and, like, he says, I don't have time for this. Cameron's dad yells at Ava to stay away from Cameron and leave. Another cop calls over the sheriff, shows him and Cam's dad... Uh, a knee board with a hand attached to it and like it looks like it's been bitten by a fucking shark it's pretty obvious um, he then shows them a cell phone and says here's something you're not going to see on the Discovery Channel he pushes play and then we see the footage of the diving board incident. so then Cameron's dad says like oh it can't be real but the sheriff for sure is him it is like the sheriff is just a believer now I guess just like yep it's real and then yep I'm a believer now okay Blaze and Ava get back into Blaze's truck they're about to go away and Cam stops them he jumps in the truck they speed away from his dad and the sheriff. And then we cut to some random house. A plumber pulls up and we see some kids playing in the yard. We see down in a drain and the shark is look lur- is lurking there. Some kid grabs mud, splashes it on a car. He gets in the car and then he drives over to like a sorority girl bikini car wash. And then we go back to the house. The plumber is fixing the kitchen sink back at the drive uh, back at the uh, car wash. The kid is just like drooling over these girls. This kid is like fucking 12 years old. And like, he's just getting the car wash by a bunch of like college girls. And he is just loving every second of this. It's a little disturbing that maybe the girls didn't, you know, say, Hey, that's a 12 year old. We shouldn't be like one. He shouldn't be fucking driving. Like what the fuck? (laughs) And, I don't know, I'm just saying they should have been paying more attention to this, but it's fine. And then we cut to the kids in the backyard again, and they have a slip and slide set up. Back inside, the plumber's trying to fix, like, a burst pipe. The pipe splits open more and starts spraying water. He's struggling to get it fixed. And then we just see blood spurting out from under the sink. And he's screaming, and then he's pulled under, and we just hear, like, crunching noises. Back outside, okay, this part is fucking great. This is one of my favorite shark movie moments of all time. So this kid goes down the slip and slide. There's like an inflatable shark mouth at the end that they kind of just go through at the end. Well, as this kid is sliding down, it turns into ghost shark. The kid slides into its mouth and the shark is sliding up the opposite way. The other two kids see this. They freak the fuck out. They start screaming and run away. Back at the car wash, a girl is washing the windshield, and then she starts screaming, and blood splashes on the, wind- on the windshield, which we, we just see, like, the top half of her body moving all around the car, and she's, like, screaming, and then the kid looks out the window, and then we see the girl getting pulled into, a like, a water bucket, and blood splashing everywhere. <laughs> the kid turns on the windshield wipers, and then he starts fucking crying. Like, he gets a clear view of everything, and then he just starts bawling his fucking eyes out (laughs) like this kid's either going to be like terrified of buckets of water or women in bikinis or cars for like the rest of his life he's going to need some serious fucking therapy after this good god (laughs) back at benches he's watching the news talking about the animals attack as they refer to them And the police are looking for three victims who may be vital to the case. And, you know, it's Cam, Blaze, and Ava. He hears voices like children playing or something. And so he leaves the lighthouse. He goes outside and he's like grabbing his head. So I guess like he just heard this in his head. I don't really know why he heard these things in particular because there's no reason for it. Like, I, I know he's, like, sort of crazy and an alcoholic, but it just didn't really make any sense. So he looks out at the water, and he kind of looks towards the cave, and he sees a girl in snorkel gear going inside. And this is the same cave from earlier that brought the shark back to life. He yells at her that there's no trespassing, but she doesn't hear him. He starts running towards the cave. He yells in the cave, Can't you read? This place is off limits. He starts heading in. He says if she comes out, he won't call the cops. He walks further in the cave. He stops and says, Judas, priest. And that's when we see the dead shark on the ground. (laughs) Ava and Blaze and Cam drive to the beach, then walk to the lighthouse. Uh, Ava wants to get help from Finch again, so she's still going to try and get him to help out. Ava yells up. No one answers, obviously. They find the trap door to the basement, which is where he lives. Uh, They head down into his living area. They search around. Blaze sees the photo of his wife and before he can pick it up a glass just comes like smashing beside him So Finch is there now and he yells at him to not touch it He asks if they're there about the shark Ava asks if he knows what's going on and he's like maybe (laughs) Like why are you being so fucking coy about this Like if you know what's going on just fucking tell them Like they clearly know something's up so just be like fucking real with them Jesus So then Ava says, like, he has to help them stop it. And he says, like, the cave brings things back. It doesn't take them away. And then she asks, like, cave. And then he just starts yelling, yes, damn it, the cave, the cave. Like, doing, like, a real fucking Nicholas Cage impression there. Like, he just flips out for no fucking reason. He chugs some whiskey, and then he just falls over. He just collapses on the ground and passes out. He starts mumbling uh, they want to keep it a secret. And then asks Ava, Allison, is that you? And then he passes out. They all kind of wonder, like, why did he call her Allison? And, like, well, I don't know. They left him up on the bed. And then we cut back to Ava and Cicely's house. Cicely is running a bath. She's leaving Ava a voicemail about the cops looking for her and how they practically waterboarded her for information. Somehow I feel like that's a bit of an exaggeration on her part, but who am I to say? She's, like, plucking her eyebrows in the mirror And then, like, we see a reflection of the ghost shark's fin in the tub and then disappear. She somehow did not see this. I'm not... I don't know. She's just dumb, I guess. So she gets in the bathtub and she starts falling asleep. The tub begins to glow white from the shark. And then, like, suddenly she's pulled under. She's dragged around for a bit. And then she's pulled back under again. We hear Ava start calling her name. And then her and Blaze see all the blood in the bathtub. As they're looking, the shark pops up and... Spits out Sicily. Blaze covers her with a towel and asks, like, what happened? And, like, what happened? Really? Like, you just saw the ghost shark spit her up out of a fucking bathtub. That's what happened. Like, do you really need to ask, like, why she's bleeding right now? Like, do something. <laughs> oh, idiot. So then they bring her to the bedroom. They start helping her. her. And all she has is, like, a wound on her leg. Like, the shark pulled her underwater and had her, like, by the stomach, I thought. But then when it's her up it's just her leg that's injured and again i don't really know why it didn't just kill her or how she managed to escape this like it doesn't really make any sense but yeah i don't know maybe didn't like the way she tasted maybe she tasted like shit so he's like fuck this back at the police station there's reporters out front as the mayor cam's dad goes in and asks if they have found Cam yet. The sheriff says his son is like the least of his concerns right now with all the 911 calls coming in. And he says like maybe they should release the video. And then the mayor basically gets his assistant to post it with like no comments. And just like let people decide for themselves what this video is. And it's, it's the video from the boat uh, from the beginning of the movie. Or it's the cell phone footage. It's one of those two videos that they're going to let people decide like what it is. Ava and Cam are arguing about getting her sister help. He doesn't want to call anyone because obviously they're wanted by the cops. Cicely says she's fine. Blaze finds an article online about the lighthouse keeper's wife, and she died in the cave after High Tide came in. And then Ava says, oh, I remember that. Everyone thought he did it. Like, why is she just remembering this now? Like, I don't understand why she didn't realize this the whole time they were talking to Finch, where she's just like, oh, yeah, no, I remember all of this. I... Okay, and then one of them says that they saw Finch leaving the Maritime Museum the other day and that maybe they should go there because it has stuff that's, like, just not online, so, like, more town history and stuff like that. And this is a brilliant moment that Cam has, and he figures out that the shark can only manifest itself in water, so that if they just stay dry, it should leave them alone. That's a great plan, genius, tell me where are you going to go where there's like absolutely no fucking water like what is your plan here you live in a coastal town like it's going in indoor plumbing it's going in buckets of water like what like what is your plan cameron please tell us please share what your fucking plan is a cop car pulls up like outside of the house ava and cam run out They leave Cicely there to answer the door. Cicely grabs some keys, and she starts backing the car out of the driveway. The cop stops her as he goes to check the house. Back at Finch's, he's half awake, and he's hallucinating that, like, the three friends are there, and that they're laughing. And then, like, he sees his wife pop up, and then he, like, suddenly wakes up. And then he realizes that they're going to go after the shark. Blaze, Cam, and Ava are in the truck, driving by a construction site using dynamite. Cam says it's part of his dad's plan for the town or something, and then they drive away. Ooh, I wonder if this is going to come up later. They pull up to the museum. Cam stays outside to have a cigarette while the other two go inside. They split up and they look around. Blaze finds a display about the lighthouse. The history is it was built after a bunch of ships crashed there. Ava suggests that's probably why it's called, like, Dead Man's Cove or Dead Man's Bay or something like that. And then the museum curator chimes in from behind saying, "'She's wrong.' Ava asks about the cave, and he asks if she thinks that all the weird stuff happening in town has something to do with the cave. And then the curator asks Ava if she knows about the Roanoke colony, and then explains, like, something similar happened in their town. Uh, For those of you that don't know the Roanoke colony, it was a colony in the U.S. that basically disappeared at some point in, like, the 1600s, 1700s, or something like that. They basically just disappeared without a trace. So something similar happened in this town way back when. And the town elders wanted to keep this a secret, apparently. So this is like the secret that Finch was crazily yelling about earlier. So the curator shows them a diary that has a detailed account of what happened during that time. The girl who wrote it believed it had something to do with the supernatural. The curator suggests that the stories in the journal were the result of a plague and fever that were going around. And then he reads the last passage and says that anything that dies in the cave will rise up violently. He then goes to show them a book that has the spells that send evil back to hell. Because they just have one of those books lying around the Maritime Museum, right? <laughs> I don't know. They they go to the display case and the book is gone. We learn that Finch was in there earlier, so he stole the book. Outside of the museum... Cam is just coming in. We see Finch leaving. Cam throws his cigarette out in a garbage can inside the museum and it starts a fire. Fucking shocking, I know. Like, when I I watched this at first, I didn't realize he put it in the garbage can inside the museum. I thought it was outside. And no, he he brought his cigarette inside, didn't bother to, like, smush it out or anything, and then tosses it into a garbage can. Fucking idiot. So, yeah, now the museum's on fire. It sets off the fucking sprinklers. The curator is worried about all the exhibits. He asks Ava and Blaze to help him uh, with a tarp. Cam walks in and asks, you know, like, what's going on? Blaze goes up to him and starts shoving him and starts yelling at him, saying it's all his fault that he's dead. So, I'm assuming at this point he's talking about Mick, but like, Blaze and Cam have been in a car together, they've been in the house and a lot of other places together so why blaze is now flipping out at cam i'm so confused as to why like i don't know why this conversation didn't happen earlier because it really didn't need to happen right now it just didn't make any sense so the sprinklers have started to flood the museum so as they're fighting the ghost shark starts to appear cam jumps up on a box blaze runs back to ava the curator gets in the water because there is a model of the lighthouse that has fallen in, so he's trying to save it. Well, the ghost shark jumps out of the water and rips his arm off, and he's dead. <laughs> Blaze yells at Cameron to run. He runs towards them. They go to an exit. Cam trips into a puddle as they try to leave. The shark appears, like, immediately and bites him in half. So, now he's dead. That's at least one dumb ass down that I don't have to listen to anymore. Back at the police station, the mayor's assistant grabs some water from the water cooler. He takes a sip, and then he starts bleeding from the mouth, stumbling around. He stumbles into the sheriff's office, where the sheriff and mayor are sitting down. They ask him, you know, what's wrong? He starts splitting in half, the ghost shark coming out of his body, like, right in the middle. The mayor and sheriff look in absolute fucking horror, and then they just stare at each other for a moment. Like, what the fuck just happened? Is this dude's body just split in half from like a ghost shark? So that means this ghost shark manifested itself into a glass of water in the assistant's stomach, which is just amazing. Like, how good is that? <laughs> and uh, like, some of the uh, obviously the ghost shark effects, they're as good as they can be. um But like, other like the practical stuff, like where the guy's body is splitting in half, like, it's practical so it looks really fucking good so there's actually like a decent mix of like practical and CG effects in this so I really appreciated that so now back outside the museum Ava and Blaze call the cops to report the dead bodies Cicely pulls up outside the museum, and Ava says, like, Cicely, you can't drive, to which she responds, I can't drive, I just don't have a license. And I'm like, well, fuck you, you smartass. <laughs> Ava yells at Cicely to, like, go back home. She puts Cicely in the truck with Blaze, and then Blaze is gonna drive her home while Ava goes to the lighthouse. At the police station, the mayor's assistant, uh, like, his body is rolled out on a gurney. The sheriff gets a call, he tells the mayor Cameron was found dead at the museum. So, The mayor's had enough he says i'm going fishing the sheriff tries to stop him and he says he'll get his revenge but like the mayor doesn't want revenge he wants justice so ava's back at the lighthouse she calls out for finch no one answers she runs over to the cave and then we're back in the truck with blaze and sicily and on the street we see some kids playing with a fire hydrant They yell at them to stop and say, like, I guess the fire department didn't get the fucking memo about this ghost shark appearing in water. (laughs) And Blaze just drives towards them as the shark starts to appear out of this fire hydrant. So the kids move out of the way. The shark rams into the side of the truck. They pull over and get out. The kids start running towards them, and Blaze says, like, they have a big problem. Cicely looks over and says they have a bigger problem as they see the shark fin in the puddle. So they start to run away. The kids start chasing them. The shark appears and, like, immediately rips two of them right in half. Blaze and Cicely kind of, like, they're upset for a second, and they're like, holy shit. But then they just leave. They're like, no, fuck this. (laughs) We're out of here. Like, they don't stop to see if the rest of the kids are okay or anything. They're just like, nope, fuck that. We're gone. (laughs) So now we're out on the water with the sheriff and mayor. The mayor says, like, this is where it started. This is where it's going to end. Now we're back with Ava. She's heading into the cave. Finch is inside already. He's standing next to the dead shark. He has the book from the museum. She tries to steal it from him, saying she really needs it to stop the shark. And he's like, what do you think I'm doing? And she said she wasn't sure. Like, really? Why else would he have this book? You know he knows something about this shark, and he's... I, like, obviously not on its side. So, what did you think he was doing? Like, ask questions. Like, don't just start stealing shit from people. Like, fucking ask. It's not that hard. <laughs> Jesus. So, Finch reveals that he's finding a way to kill the shark without hurting Allison. Ava says she's dead. And Finch says, well, no. And Ava asks what he means and, like, what is she doing there in the cave? And he just tells her to shut up. That. We don't really get any information from that. So, awesome. Finch starts matching passages with the symbols in the cave and starts reading some passages. He reads that the spirit can be sent back with the talisman. And Ava says, oh, like the object that killed it? Like, yes. And so Ava asks if they have to use the arrow and its eye. And he says... Better hope that's the kill shot. So at this point, I'm not really sure if the arrow was the kill shot or perhaps the grenade that was thrown into the shark's mouth before it died. Um, But like, I'm pretty sure it has to be the grenade, right? Like, come on. But I guess it's not because they don't even touch upon that at all. Ava pulls the arrow out of its eye. She hands the arrow to Finch, but he says, "Uh Uh-uh, your daddy brought this thing into our world and you're going to send it back like it's not her dad's fault it's the fucking rednecks that were on the boat so i again this logic makes absolutely no sense but i'll give it a pass because finch is an alcoholic so he just talks nonsense anyways right so it doesn't really matter so back on a boat with the mayor and the sheriff mayor says the shark is scared because they got its number the number of the beast great iron maiden song the sheriff starts yelling at him like that doesn't Make any sense. The mayor tells him to start chumming, and the sheriff says, like, well, no, we are the chum. Like, their need to survive is bad enough. He's had enough. He wants to turn the boat around, but the mayor pulls a gun on him, tells him to get back to chumming, or he'll blow his head off. The sheriff sees the ghost shark in the water. The mayor isn't paying any attention, and the shark yanks the sheriff off the boat. The mayor, like barely notices this happening and so he starts calling out for the sheriff. We see the sheriff come back to the surface being dragged by the shark. The mayor starts shooting at it then goes below deck to reload. The shark starts ramming the boat. The mayor hears something and he's sitting on a toilet and he starts screaming and we see blood as he's pulled into the toilet. So that's the second shark movie I've done with a toilet shark attack, the other one being House Shark. So that hey, that that's fun. I mean, I wonder how many more of these we can get into the podcast. So so far we're at two. We are at two toilet shark deaths on Bucket of Chum. <laughs> Back outside the cave. Ava is standing in the water, holding the arrow, ready to attack. Like, she's just standing there with the arrow, like, yeah, this is going to do it. And then Finch suggests, like, she call out to the shark. He gets frustrated. He grabs the arrow from her. Blaze and Cicely show up from behind the cave. Ava gives them shit for being there. You know, they're like, well, we didn't really have much of a choice. We were attacked. Blah, blah, blah. Ava says they're going to kill it. Finch shows them the arrow. And Cicely is like, what are you going to do? Stab the ghost to death? Valid question. (laughs) They spot the shark in the water, and it starts heading towards them. Ava gets into the water, jumps up, stabs the shark with the arrow. The shark starts to, like, crackle and shit, and then explodes. So we think it's dead. It looked convincing. They start to celebrate. Finch goes to the water and grabs the arrow. And as he does, the shark appears and bites two of his fingers off. So they go back to the lighthouse Finch says he must have missed something in the book and Ava suggests like maybe it has something to do with what happened in the 1800s and that all the bad energy is trapped in the cave. So maybe they have to destroy the cave. So if they destroy the cave, they destroy the shark and everyone lives happily ever after. Blaze says it's going to take some serious ammunition. Finch interrupts and tells them not to talk like that. Ava brings up the construction site and dynamite so this is where the dynamite comes back in and finch yells no so he really does not want them to destroy this cave ava says she's sorry about his wife but they need to save the people of this town he flips out says he can't lose her again he can't do it so i guess he believes his wife's like soul or spirit is trapped in the cave and that's why he doesn't want to blow it up So, Finch starts to give some backstory on what happened with his wife. He says he loved her, but they argued a lot, especially when they were both drinking. She liked to collect little trinkets from the sunken ships when they would wash up on shore. Finch says she would get violent when she would get mad. And this is happening, like, during a flashback. And then we now see him drowning his wife in the cave, and the symbols start glowing. So, he told the sheriff a lie about her drowning, and now he has to live with it. Finch says he's not going to lose her again. Ava says she's sorry about his guilty conscience, but she needs to save the people of this town. Finch pulls a gun on her, takes the book, and locks them inside. They try opening the door. Cicely takes a strap off that was covering her leg wound, and she says, step aside. And now we're outside with Finch, he loads up a a small boat, he starts rowing out. Cicely finishes picking the lock, apparently she learned this from YouTube. Uh, which is accurate. I've had to open a lock myself and I had to figure out how to pick a lock and I used YouTube. So that's actually some accuracy in this movie. So good for them. (laughs) Blaze, Ava and Cicely get in the car and they drive off. Finch finds the sheriff's boat. He climbs on board. He calls out for the sheriff. He finds the mayor like half sticking out of the toilet and he's like, ew. (laughs) He's just like totally grossed out by this. The kids pull up to the construction site and it's gated shut. Ava asks if Cicely can pick the lock, and she's like, no way, I can't pick that one. So they say, fuck it. They decide to ram it. The blaze lists like all the shit that they're going to get charged with. They break into a van and they grab some dynamite. Finch is now back in the basement. I don't know what the whole point of this scene was of like him locking them in, going out on the boat, finding the sheriff's boat. Like I just, I don't know what the point of all of that was because now he's just back in the basement after they've all escaped. He opens up the book and starts reading. The book actually flies out of his hands and hits his wife's shrine and and it knocks over I think it knocks over her ashes as well. Um, we see an image of her like briefly appear, and then the book flips to a page and Finch says, the cave. Like, we're supposed to know what this means now. It just it just says the cave. So I guess basically his wife is saying, like, you need to destroy this cave. The kids were right. So the kids pull up, they bring the dynamite to the cave. Finch is already there. He lets them know that he's there to help. He's like, yeah, no, I'm here to help you guys. And then there's, like, silence. And then he's like, let's get it done! Like, he just, like, again, with this Nicolas Cage shit, they're just, like, yelling for no reason. Like, dude, fucking calm down. They line the cave with dynamite. They leave, light the fuse. It starts to rain. The shark appears and eats the lit part of the fuse. Avis, like, tells everybody to stay where they are, and she goes to relight the fuse. Finch looks up at the sky. He says, God, forgive me. The shark comes down and eats them, and so Finch is dead now. Ava yells at Blaze to get out of there. Blaze yells in front of you. The shark comes up out of the water right to the shoreline, but like, it just came from the sky because it's raining, so why isn't it just doing the same thing? Like, if anything, they should have to go back into the cave to stay dry and try to figure out a new way to blow up the cave or stay out of the rain, you know? It just, it didn't really make any sense. Like, I don't know why it could not just continue to come down with the rain. Blaze yells at the shark to come for him. Ava escapes the shark. The shark starts to appear under Blaze's feet in a puddle. He grabs Cicely. The shark comes out of the puddle, lands into another puddle, pops out from another puddle. Blaze and Cicely get undercover just in the nick of time. The shark leaps, but it can't go in because there's no water dripping down. The shark tries again, and it creeps a little bit closer and closer to Blaze and Cicely, and then finally disappears. Ava runs back into the cave. She grabs a lantern, she holds it over her head, says, bite me, you bitch. Throws the lantern down, lighting the fuse. She goes to run out of the cave, but the ghost shark, like, jumps out of a puddle from the cave and knocks her down. Cicely goes to the entrance of the cave. Ava's, like, gotten back up, and she's now running, yelling, it's gonna blow. The cave explodes, propelling Ava into the water. The shark starts going after Ava underwater. It goes to bite her. We cut outside, and the cave, like, finally dies if you want to call it that there's like all this like smoke and light going up into the sky and yeah so that's the end of it so it goes to bite her but then it disappears as the cave dies I guess if you want to call it that Cicely yells out for her sister out of the water but she thinks she's dead Ava pops up out of the water she calls out to them they all yell with excitement they're all happy and then they just start like swimming away from the cave like I don't know why they're jumping in the water swimming away and then Blaze asks like oh what day is it and someone's like, oh, I think it's Wednesday. Like, basically the last lines from Jaws. So we got our other Jaws reference right at the beginning and end of this movie. And roll credits. And that is it. I gotta say, this movie was so much fun. Um, it actually had a decent budget, like $1.8 million or something like that. They could have made this movie for much cheaper but it would have been a very different movie if they had done it cheaper I really appreciate like where they put the money the movie looks great the effects were good Uh, even the acting wasn't horrendous like it feels like they actually took time and effort into this and they knew exactly what they were doing so that was something I really um, appreciated I gotta say my favorite kill in this was the slip and slide like that is just classic that's just so good like Oh, I don't know. It Like, it's not it's not even a gory death or anything. It's just so much fun, and it's just so stupid. But that was definitely my favorite kill. And overall, like, the effects were decent. It's well shot. The bad things are, like, sometimes they forget their own rules about the shark. So, like, when it's attacking her outside the cave, when it could just be coming down from the rain. So, there's just a few little plot holes. But, I mean, let's be honest. With a movie titled Ghost Shark, like, how strict are we expecting them to be with all this, right? So... That was GoShark from 2013. I'm your host, Steve Coates. Thank you so much for listening to Bucket of Chum. Don't forget to check me out on all my social medias at Bucket of Chum Podcast and www.bucketofchumpodcast.com and feel free to send me an email at bucketofchumpodcast at gmail.com Let me know how what you think of the show. Let me know if there's any movies you want me to review. And don't forget to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. I'll be back next week with another episode of Bucket of Chomp. Thanks for listening to Bucket of Chump, the shark movie podcast.